and we'll read something from Rumi, Hidden Music. Invoking your name does not help me to see you. I am blinded by the light of your face. Longing for your lips does not bring them any closer. What veils you from me is my vision of you. So, well, we have a lot of things to share tonight, some about our trip and our adventures and some about some ideas that we've had running through our head prior to the trip and sort of have been culminating as we've gotten back and want to get your opinion on a few things to see what might work for everybody. So, where to start? In case... The people that have come in hadn't noticed. We painted the walls. We've got some new mini blinds coming. We don't have them all in yet. Um, we went with a lighter color to brighten up the room. It looks bigger and nicer. And I used a color that museums use in their on their walls to make the paintings stand out and look better. And all the colors really do come out much better for them that way. So I hope you enjoy it. If you ever wonder if this is better or not, we can take you into this little storage room back here. They didn't paint that, and I think you'd agree even more so after seeing the color it used to be. So we're so glad to get this done. Tom, Laura, and Bill really worked hard on getting this all, and Jaden too, getting this all worked out. Oh, and Lee. That's great. So thank you all very much. It was very nice to be able to talk over the phone and hear all the work going on and know that we didn't have to do anything. <laughs> Just had to pick up the colors and pick up the mini blinds from a distance and everything else got done. So, all right. Um, well, I'll, I'll go over a few ideas that we have running uh, in our minds uh, that we would like to get your opinion on and you can kind of go over this in your minds a little bit this week. And then maybe come back even with something written if you'd like, or we'll go over it and kind of vote on it and get it settled next week if, if at all possible. One thing is that we've been thinking about changing the day and time that we would be doing the Tuesday night class. So it wouldn't be called Tuesday night class anymore if we did that. Reason being is that we're getting a lot of input from people saying that coming in on a weeknight with the traffic and everything the way it is anymore is getting more complicated all the time, and we have a few people now that are not coming just because of that. Another is that uh, a number of people now have written us and called us saying that they either have night blindness or they have a hard time being out late at night driving. They can get here when the sun's up, but then they're afraid to try to drive back at night because of that. Others, because of the distance that they live from the center out of town, they really can only come once in a while because it gets to be so late at night by the time they get home. It really messes up their work day or whatever they're doing the next day. And so we've been talking about it. Brian actually thought of this a few months ago, and it's just sort of like a small wave building just kind of materialized on the surface of the consciousness recently. So we'd like to see if a Sunday afternoon class would work for everybody, either Sunday 1 to 3, 
two to four or three to five. Uh, that would give everybody a chance to wake up, have a nice Sunday breakfast or go to church or just whatever would work for you all and uh, do lunch and then come on in and we could spend the afternoon and uh, I think it'd be a little bit more relaxing. Uh, we could be a little bit more focused. We could even stay and have a little bit more community time or go out to dinner together once in a while or whatever afterward if that worked for everybody. And um, and looking at it, it would, it would actually help us, Brian and I, some because our Tuesdays are days we try not to do too much during the day so we can stay fresh and focused for the evening. But it, it takes uh, some of the time away from getting things done during the week that we would like to get done. And then we find we sit in front of our computers working on emails and all that all day long and still we're tired, so <laughs> it doesn't really help all that much. So it helped us to be more fresh and all as well for uh, the class as well. So um, just on a show of hands, does Sunday work for you? If it does, could you raise your hand? So it looks like it would work for most everybody. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, Seal was one who wrote a card and asked about that. Uh, for those of you that doesn't work, would you want to just raise your hand and maybe we can find out what doesn't work or what would work? Harlan? Okay. Pardon? Same oh, I'm sure. <laughs> yes. Three to five. Three to five. Okay. Okay. So, why don't you all think about it this week? Really mull it over in your heads, look at your schedules, see if they're flexible enough to, to make it work or, or whatever. We really would like to consider doing this. It seems like it would open the door for a number of people to be able to come. We have, I know, three people that have night blindness and just will not come because it's dark by the time we leave. And... Um, uh, and so on and so forth. It was just a number of people. So uh, we want to try to serve the bigger community, and I think it would make it a little easier for everybody. Yes, Lee? Well, we haven't decided a date to change. We're just trying to decide if this would work first, then we'll come up with a date. Is there a concern on that? No. Oh. Last Sunday. <laughs> um no, I don't know. Probably within a few weeks. We would like to make a decision if possible so we could put it in the newsletter if we decide to do this. Pardon? Yeah. Let's see, Raquel, what, what, well, Raquel, what were you saying? Yeah, something like that would work fine. Tucker? Tucker? 
Yeah. Well, that, that's the thing we have to balance. That's why we want to hear people's feedback, and that's why we're doing it with the class and not just deciding it, you know, amongst ourselves and on staff, because you know the classes really are for everybody. And like we said, there's a lot of people that aren't here tonight, so we're not even hearing from them, and that's why we're bringing that up. And that's why we're not making a decision right now. We're just putting it out there, and that's you know, let us know. Give us a call this week. Let us know by email. You know, let us know after class, just whatever, um, because it's really from everybody's input that we're going to get a better idea of what really is going to, you know, we know it's not going to work for everybody. Obviously, there's a lot of people tonight doesn't work for, and then, so Sunday it may work for those people, but then it may not work for some of you here tonight. You know, so we know it's not going to be perfect. We're just going to try to find the, I'm not going to say the happy medium. I'm going to say that which seems to line up to support the overall group in whatever ways. And you know, so it's important. That's why we're asking everybody. And we don't have a decision yet. It just seems to be really kind of coming forward. And so we really want to look at that because there is a, a movement in that way and we want to honor that and not, you know, not shut that. Personally myself, one of the reasons I even like the idea is because I like to change things up once in a while. Because you know, even if we move it to Sunday, Say we do it for a few months. If it doesn't work, we can always change it back. You know, it's nothing's permanent. And we've been doing Tuesday nights since day one here. And maybe just like we've changed things with the room, giving it a remake or a redo. Sometimes. Yeah. So do do let us know your feedback because we really, you know, are going to take it in and um, to see what will really work. Yeah, again, email, give us a call, you know, on the ILM line, and um, just, you know, just so we can get a good idea. Just even what we heard tonight so far definitely helps. And we'll all talk about it again next week as well, just to kind of get more input, have discussion. Nothing's settled yet. We're just trying to find out what looks good, what would work. Um, I'll tell you how Tuesday night got started. I've done, every, I've done it always on Tuesday nights. And the reason it got started on a Tuesday night is uh, when I was 19 years old, this lady asked me if I'd start doing classes at her, at her home. And I said, sure, you know, what, what do you want? And so we discussed it and decided what we would be doing on an evening. And I wanted to do it uh, on a weekend. I really wanted to do it on Sunday because that was my only day off. I worked six days a week. And Sunday was my day off, and I thought, well, I'll be more rested. I'll be able to do it. But she said, no way. You know, I've got three kids. They're home on the weekend. They've got their friends over. My husband's home from work. You, I don't want anybody else over. And it wouldn't work. We wouldn't have any quiet. So uh, we decided on Tuesday night because it was after Monday. Uh, everybody was a little bit more into the work week, but it wasn't too close to the weekend so that people would feel like, well, there's nothing to do, so I'll go do this tonight. And... Uh, she had her kids stay in, in the wing back where their rooms were. She had a pretty big house. And her husband was off on a meeting every Tuesday. So that's why it got to be Tuesday night. <laughs> and then in my mind, it just kind of stuck. It just always turned, it out, turned out to be Tuesday night, Tuesday night, Tuesday night, right to, to now. But there really is no rigidity. There's no reason why it has to be Tuesday or Wednesday or Thursday or whatever. And so... Um, 
I have one that doesn't do chains real well usually, but I'm moving and, and, and doing this differently than I used to. And this really feels like a fluidity, a movement that I would like to, to just bring about for my own self and for the organization to see what might happen. And so if you would, just look at that this week, mull it over, see how it feels inside. If it causes a lot of disturbance, let us know. If, it, if you feel real agreement, let us know. Um, and then next, tu next Tuesday night, we'll, we'll give it a talk again and see what we come up with. And we could do it Saturday, too, but Saturday seems to be a little bit more of an awkward day. Sunday seems to be a little bit easier for people than uh, Saturdays. So uh, that's why we, we thought we'd do it on Sunday. All right, so that's pretty much that, right? That's settled, then. We'll do it Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> Or we could do a Tuesday <laughs> afternoon from 3 to 5. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> so um, just to share a little bit about what happened with Hawaii, we had a lot of fun. Um, we did a lot of good rest in Maui. Uh, just had private time to ourselves. There was nobody else on the island there to to visit with or anything. So we had a, a very nice time. It was very pleasant. And um, I learned to relax a little bit more than I've ever done before. Uh, actually took naps in the afternoon some and got good rest. So I'm, I, I guess you can tell by the way I'm talking so much. <laughs> I'm just feeling good and happy and, and uh, very refreshed. And we had a nice time in Hawaii, in Honolulu, with our group. We have. Uh, uh, 19, 18 initiates, soon to be 19, well, probably soon to be 21. And uh, so the community there is growing quite well, and uh, it's very dynamic. Uh, we really had some very good meetings, very good time. We had about 40 people at the open meeting show up, and uh, uh, we had 18 for our initiates meeting. And, uh, it was just a very, very nice time. Everybody over there now is excited about this meditation retreat, and they're going to try to find a retreat center in Honolulu or outside of Honolulu on the island of Oahu to do a retreat center, uh, find a retreat center for the meditation retreat. And so we're not sure when that'll happen or what it's going to look like yet, but you might want to save your pennies and split them in half, half for coins for kids and half for Honolulu. <laughs> Um, so we're not sure just if and when, but they're looking to, to try to find a, a place that would work, that we would have the privacy, the quiet, the food, uh, and everything. Anybody be interested in going to Hawaii for a meditation retreat? <laughs> I thought so. <laughs> that's, what I, that's what we told them over there. We figured there's a lot of people on the mainland, as they say over there, I'd be interested in doing a meditation retreat there. Might end up doing two, one for the islanders and one for the mainlanders. <laughs> Do a back-to-back -back or something. So um, just kind of keep that in your mind, and, and uh, uh, we'll let you know further as it develops. There, there's one Benedictine monastery that might open its doors to us and let us come in. They're not real sure yet they're going to check. And a couple of other places. There's actually some very good retreat centers in Kauai, but it's a little harder to get the, the islanders coordinated to go over just because of cost and everything to, for them to travel. So 
we probably end up doing it on Oahu just for the convenience sake of that. We may be even doing it as soon as next year, you know, um, beginning of February or so of 2007. Somebody asked us if we'd do it this summer when we go back, and it's just a little bit soon, even though we'd love to. So if they find a place, it really depends on that, and if we can reserve, you know, a certain time, um, we'll probably do it a year from now. So just we just wanted to put that out there so that y'all here, you know, have an idea, something to even think about. More than likely it will happen. We just don't exactly know when or where for sure yet. And also, of course, for those of you that are listening on the website, when this goes there, kind of remember those things now, if you hear that too, to keep that in mind. So, and of course, we'll always put it in the newsletter. I'm sure that one will be fill up quick. <laughs> and, you know, I just want to say one other thing. One wonderful thing about you know, doing a retreat somewhere else too. It's fun to meet the, the ILM family, you know, internationally. We've got people coming over from England for the one this year. We've got people from Hawaii come on over here, both for Austin and Kalamazoo. And, you know, it's just, it's just fun just getting to meet people from all over. And eventually we'll probably do one over in England too. And what better way to do a vacation? I always did it, did it as vacation and retreat. You know, if you're able to do that, if you go that distance, it's nice um, to spend a few days in retreat, meet the family, even, you know, vacation in some of these different places. But to me, overall, it's just wonderful to get together with people and, you know, in that same focus and spirit like that. It's just fun, the friendships that build and just the dynamic and movement of energy that takes place. It's always a good time. And on the website, we are going to be making a change on it very quickly, probably within the next day or two. Is that right, Tom? And what we're doing is we're taking the membership portion uh, off. It'll be a totally open website for everybody. You just put in ILM.org, go on. We've reorganized a little bit so it's more of a menu bar uh, to find everything. It's very simple and easy to use. Uh, we're updating a few things on the sites as well. And um, the only thing that will still require a sign-in would be in the initiate section. That's the only thing that will be required. And, of course, if you haven't signed up to do products purchase over the uh, Internet yet on our site, then you'd have to do that once. But once you've done that, then it's done. And so in the next couple of days, if you haven't been up or if you have been up and found that having to remember your membership name and password was a little bit of a challenge, you won't have to think about that anymore. Just go on and listen to the audio, read the newsletters, or check on things, whatever. And uh, we've got a huge list of audio. Uh, we just expanded the site quite a bit, memory-wise, in order to be able to accommodate everything. Oh, I should have done that myself, actually, now that I hear that. <laughs> Thank you for doing that. While Jim's doing that, Tom, would you mind playing out maybe one more battery? I just noticed Jim's was running low, too. Yeah. No, we just used it. And um, so, what was I saying? Oh, on the audio portion of the website. Boy, that's good. Spirit's just right there like that. <laughs> where? Huh? Just right there. <laughs> that's where I saw it come in. <laughs> website, audio, okay. <laughs> That was off to the left, if you notice, because it has to deal with the world. Yeah. So. 
Not that it's evil, it's just of the world. That's <laughs> so um, we've got a huge list of all the Tuesday night classes up there now. And if you ever want to, just go back up and listen every once in a while. It's a very good way to just get yourself aligned during the day or the evening or in preparation for your meditation. Uh, we haven't put them as a downloadable file because it's a lot more complicated one to do. Uh, it takes a long time to download them because there's so much to them. It takes a long time to upload them. <laughs> and uh, also, just because of legal reasons, it's better that we don't have it where it's downloadable. Um, but if you do find that you just need one of the CDs, uh, one of the copies, let us know and we'll see what Bill might be able to do sometime. But don't do that on a regular basis because it's really complicated for us to do. I don't even know if Bill has can always, I wish to do Somebody it. said, well, can I still hold the microphone up and record it myself off the computer? I said, sure. You can go ahead and do that. Just, you know, it's just so amazing these days with copyright laws and all these things nowadays. And so we're just, you know, just doing what we can to keep making things available, but still trying to work within the, the boundaries of this physical universe and all the laws that go with it. So, um, you know, and we'll see how things unfold over time. But there are ways and means. You know, one of the things I like to share with people, I listen to our tapes and CDs regularly, all the time. And I actually do that as part of my two and a half hours of meditation. A lot of people, you know, always rise up and say, well, does that count as part of two and a half hours? I say, well, I don't really care because I know it works for me and it helps me get into meditation. Do what works for you. Early on, I started just by listening to tapes. And when I listened to it, it would just give me a focus and would bring me right into a meditative state. I'd sit there listening to the talk and I'd be watching the purple light and sometimes even chanting my tone. Sometimes I don't even listen to the talk, but just having that voice of the teacher there helped me to hold that inner focus. And by the time the talk was done in about an hour or so, I was already in a deep place of meditation. And then it was so much easier just to continue on after the tape went off. And so I, I do that all the time, especially the times when my mind is really active and I just can't seem to get to that inner focus. I'll just pop on a tape and it just brings me there in minutes. I've even listened to two tapes in a row. And that was my meditation. And I even got out of body and had a wonderful inner experience without chanting once because it holds the focus of loving. And that's what it's about. So if you have a hard time holding that focus just on your own, try popping in a tape or listening to a CD and see if that helps. It may or it may not, but you won't know unless you try. And I'm not saying to listen to tapes as a replacement for meditation. I'm just sharing with you my experience of how it supports me in a wonderful way. Plus, what better way to keep, you know, if anything, keep hearing. The more you hear the information, the more it begins to live in you in that way. And when you hold that inner focus and listening to the information, you really create the space to allow the spirit inside of you to wake up, in a sense, because you get out of the way. And not letting the mind run you, but allowing yourself to become receptive as you're even listening to that voice coming through the tape, just like here on Tuesday nights. Because I find the same. If, if you ever find when you come to one of the classes, or like tonight, that as we move into the evening and sharing that you actually find yourself going into kind of a blissful state or a meditative state. I, that happens to me all the time. And I get the same thing when I play one of the tapes or CDs. And that's why sometimes I use that to support me to move into meditation and just continue doing that. So, you know, I always encourage people 
to take a look at doing that, especially if you're having a hard time meditating or holding that inner focus or just even beginning, just to maybe consider trying that for a little while and see if it really helps you to have a better med meditation. If anything, you'll get the techniques and tools to really you know, work with that LAF, that loving acceptance forgiveness. Even if you don't have a great meditation with the names, you might even have a great meditation and really doing the loving and acceptance and forgiveness and whatever the process is that's going on inside of you during that time. So it's beneficial however you do it. I just know it really works to hold that focus. So you got your battery in? Also, did you announce, Bill, the wake up CDs last time? Or? You want to bring me one, or or Chase? You want to bring me one of those CDs if you want to get it back in the back? We have a new CD set out that started back when I was like nine or ten years old. <laughs> it's an idea that's always been around and around, and it's called Wake Up, Wake Up, and it's the whole thing where I used to make a tape and have every ten minutes my voice saying wake up to remind me to stay present in my meditation. And so now we have three CDs, one's with Brian's uh, meditation, and then for the remainder of the CD, every 10 minutes he's saying wake up. On the second CD, it's just me saying wake up every 10 minutes. And on the third CD, it's a, a talk on wake up. And so if, you know, they're on the back table on the back, so please get one if you haven't. I think it'll be fun. and be interesting to see if it helps in your meditation. And don't go back to sleep. <laughs> That'll be the next CD. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Hugh, don't go back to sleep. <laughs> That's what we'll do. <laughs> Pardon? Oh, yeah, and don't go back to sleep. That's actually the name of the talk, right, that yeah. Jim does? Whoops. And that, that talk, by the way, was given at, at uh, the October retreat in Pokagon, Indiana. So if you weren't there, you didn't hear it. <laughs> so if you want a new one to hear, in case you're wondering, because a lot of the talks obviously are from Tuesday night here, this is one that wasn't a Tuesday night. Kelly, are we going to do announcements for the whole class tonight? No, I think that covers a lot of it. Bill does have his... Um, Abundance class this week, this Sunday, right? So for those of you in the abundance class, be sure to be here. Actually, Brian and I will be here doing question and answers with you this, this Sunday, so that'll be fine. And Laura, do you have anything coming up? Not till March. Not till March, okay. So we'll talk about it on Sundays in March. <laughs> Maybe. All right. Well, where are you at with it? You want me to start? Sure. I just follow the energy, and it's with him, so. <laughs> Is it right here? <laughs> uh, maybe pose. <laughs> to the left. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> You know, it's always fun 
especially introducing something new like tonight about changing Tuesday nights. Like we've done it forever this way, right? Oh my God, a change. You ever notice the, sh the shift inside of you? Sometimes it's like, oh yeah, and other times like, no. And it's just, I don't know, it's always to me kind of a, sometimes a fun dynamic, sometimes not so fun um, to go through that. Because sometimes I'm aware of people's resistance to change, good or bad, either way, even if it's good, that sometimes I get sensitive and I don't know what to say or I'll go quiet. But then after a while when I watch it, it just starts to kind of settle down and move. And so I find myself actually kind of giggling in the process. And so I was just kind of watching as we were talking about changing the Tuesday night possibly. And just feeling and watching that movement of all the different things popping and the concerns and this and that. And you know, one of the things that I've really paid attention to as I've done this path is to really look at the opportunities for change in my life. And I realize it's really up to me to make the changes. That quite often things may just stay the same if I don't take an initiative. But one of the tricks in taking initiative and creating change in your life is to pay attention to see where that's coming from. Because sometimes we may want to make changes, but really it's more out of the ego, pushing to make something happen or out of our true desires for something to happen. And so it's not necessarily coming from a place of loving. And it's important to watch where that's coming from within us. Because what if it really is coming from that movement of spirit? And spirit's really giving us an opportunity to move forward in a greater way to continue our own expansion and growth and awakening to that greater essence of the loving within. And that's part of the game. And that's part of the learning. And that's part of the whole trick, if you will, if you want to call the trick, trick or treat. Because sometimes in the trick, there is the treat. But one of the things to pay attention to that I always try to remind people, because I've seen so many people freeze up when it comes to making change or decisions that they're afraid to. Because what if it's the wrong decision? What if things get worse? And so I say, pay attention, first of all, to what is your inner experience? What are your concerns? What are your resistances? What are your excitements? What are your hopes and fantasies and expectations? Look at all of it. Don't avoid any of it. And as you really begin to look at all things, they really begin to come into alignment. I have found that it's when we resist or avoid looking at what's going on that we always remain in a state of imbalance or indecision. And so I have found that doesn't really serve me to remain in that state. And quite often, really what's going on here is it's giving us an opportunity of learning. It's all about the learning. That's all this is about. There really is no wrong decision. There's really no even right decision. What it is is an opportunity to learn and grow. If you make the wrong decision, you get to learn and grow from that. If you make the right decision, you get to learn and grow. So if you get to learn and grow, whether you call it right or wrong, then what is it? Doesn't this make sense when you hear us talk about polarities? Because that's all it is. If you find yourself coming to that place of decision-making of right and wrong, better than or worse than, I'd say begin to look in a different way. Begin to lift yourself to that place of neutrality, that inner focus. If you're confused, if you're scared, if you're whatever it is, what I would recommend is just to really relax and just let it go and come back to the seat of the soul. Just come back here. Don't even try to make a decision. 
just come back to that living, loving essence within you. I have found that's all I truly need to do, and that as I'm able to return to that divine spark within me, that that way is made clear, that really the direction I want to move is my choices in the loving, that as I choose the loving, then the direction becomes clear within me. Sometimes right away, other times it takes a while. I know, though, until it comes clear, all I need to do is keep coming back to that inner focus. So many times people ask Jim and I about physical things, emotional things, or mental things. What should I do in the world? Where should I live? What job should I take? What should I do as far as relationships? And I always remind people, just go back within. Just go inside, because truly, if you really hold to the divine, living, loving essence within you, it'll become clear. But you've got to give yourself the chance, and you've got to give yourself the time to let it come clear. You don't need to make it come clear. Simply let it come clear. You allow it to come clear by simply holding your focus on God within. Many years ago, I did this spiritual retreat and in this retreat, I had a very profound experience. And in that experience, I knew that God was the answer to everything. And I remember I was so blissed out. And just I, said, I was saying, like I am right here right now, sharing with everybody, don't you get it? God is the answer to everything. Because everybody had questions. I said, God's the answer. And of course, even in a spiritual group, they thought I was crazy. You know, for saying God's the answer, and that's what they were looking for in that retreat. But yet they looked at me like I was crazy. But it was fun, because I knew that. And in that craziness, though, I had the clarity. I like those kinds of crazies, because that's a real joy of living the loving. And that really is the answer. Ever since then, I've always known that. I've still gone through my personal process of where I get caught up in my mind, emotions, and body, of trying to figure things out or make the right decisions. And every time I do, it usually just gets me stressed, anxious, my solar plexus gets tied up in knots, whatever that is, I just go through a process, headaches. And every time that happens now, I know that's my feedback to say, what are you doing? Pay attention. You are not focusing on the divine within. And once I become aware to what I'm doing, it's like, I just remind myself, that's right. I'm not. All I need to do is return to that inner focus. And sometimes I do it right away, and other times I sit there for a little while churning it out, realizing it's just not, it's just not working. And so eventually I just let it go, and I come back, and I just go within. I begin to chant the names, to hold that focus, and as I do, it just all comes to peace. It's like magic. If you really want to know the true magic, that's it. It's just amazing that when you really give yourself the chance and really hold to that inner connection with spirit, it really does come to peace. Give it time. Don't be so impatient to make it happen now. Sometimes when you jump too soon, you create a little bit more of a mess. But again, that doesn't mean it was the wrong decision. All that was was an opportunity for you to see what you are doing in your life and what goes with the choices you make. And those are wonderful learnings, folks. Don't be scared to make the wrong decision. Don't be scared to make a mistake. Don't be scared to create a mess. 
You can always clean it up. You can always realign. Really, you can. And believe me, it's also a wonderful way to become humble. If you can say, I was wrong, I apologize, I'm sorry, I forgive myself, I forgive you, I hope you forgive me. It's a wonderful place to come to that state of humility. And in that place of humility, you've once again opened the doors to allow the greater spirit within you now to continue moving forward and learning and growing. And I'll throw this one out there for you too. How do you know that wasn't spirit within you directing you to create a mess in the first place? How do you know? Where is your intuition leading you? Do you judge it if all of a sudden something seems to go wrong or out of balance in your life? Like, I thought I was following spirit. Maybe you were. And maybe you weren't. All I know is that all I need to do is bring myself back to that loving focus, to always love, to always accept, to always forgive. First myself, and anybody else involved with me in the process. I know when I always do that, everything is always perfect. It really is perfect. It is amazing how perfect it is, even no matter how botched up it seems to get at times. Because sometimes those great mistakes are our biggest opportunities to really learn and grow. And if we find ourselves trying to avoid that or resist that, who are we really holding back? Because that's all we are doing is holding ourselves back. The nice thing is that something will happen no matter what. It's decision by default. And sometimes that's for our greater good anyway. Because if we don't make the decision, then God comes in and moves us forward even if we resist it and don't want to move forward. But then as we do, we find out it was really the best thing for us. Even though it may not have seemed like it, it may have been disturbing, that as we give it time to unfold, we can really begin to see the greater learning, the greater truth, and the growth through those experiences, even those things that we don't think are really there for our greater good. So part of the reason I'm saying and sharing all that I'm sharing is so that as you really pay attention to what unfolds in your life, as you begin to really look, that maybe possibly what I'm saying is true, that there really is no wrong or even right decisions, that all there is is always a continuous movement from one experience to another. And if all I really have to do is learn and grow from all my experiences, maybe that's all I need to do. Maybe life is that simple. Maybe it is that easy. And that as I pay attention through all of that, that maybe that's the way that I can really truly awaken to that divine within me. Always knowing that God is the answer. Nothing out here, no matter how it looks or comes about or moves about, is the answer. God is the answer. So always look for the spirit within all of your experiences, physically, mentally, emotionally, because when you look for that, you can never go wrong.
Well, that was good. Um, one thing I enjoyed and, and really came to notice a lot on my trip was the essence of soul and the loving and the joy that the soul is ever in. Uh, it was very interesting to see people that play on the beach, uh, parents with their children or grandparents with the kids or whatever it might be, uh, having a chance to watch people sit and watching the whales out in the water and their fascination with the whales and and looking into just the joy that they were in in the moment in the physical, but also to be able to look higher up and to really see their essence of their soul in a very joyful, loving state. And then we were at a restaurant um, that same day and we were sitting there ordering lunch and I looked up and I could see the essence of the soul of the individual waiting on us and their soul was in joy. And, and I thought, wow, now that's great to really be able to carry that same essence of loving and joy into your workplace and to really be present with the, the people there and to bring that to the table and bring that in the food. And, and then I heard his voice. And he wasn't in a loving and joyful place. He was in a rushed and hurried and rather irritated place. And I went, whoa, wait a minute. This doesn't match what I'm, I'm seeing or knowing. And so I began to look around. And for the rest of the day, I just kept looking and watching different places we went, uh, grocery store, getting gasoline, looking at different people that were doing different things in their life, and realizing that the soul is ever in loving, ever in joy. Where we are down here may be a very different place. And once in a while, we may tap into that just by chance, or the environment that we're in, the things that are taking place around us may assist us in getting aligned to that essence of joy and loving that is truly our essence, the soul. But I wondered about how often does somebody ever really touch into that loving essence and then hold to it and learn to know where to reference into it and hold into it more and more all the time. And that was something I began to do on this trip, is to pay attention to that for myself. And I realized that we all truly have a divine connection to our own soul, to our own loving essence. And it's up to each of us to find it inside, to connect into that inside, and then to find a way to stay connected as much as we can rather than getting distracted by the world, getting caught up in the world, making the world first. And so I just began my journey for the three weeks we were on Maui of looking to see how I get distracted. What is it that calls me away from that centeredness of my divine loving, which is soul? And what is it that helps me to choose back into it? And so I did a little experiment while I was there for three weeks. One of the experiments was I really paid attention in my meditation to connect into that place of divine loving, to find that place of connection inside and to connect to it right away as quickly as I could in my meditation. When I started my meditation and then attempted to hold into that as much as I could. 
And it was quite interesting because I realized, even though I've meditated all these years, and I do have a lot of inner experience, there is still that element of the mind, the emotion, the body that is ever calling and trying to distract me from my truth, from my soul, from my loving. And so it just helped me to understand more about the challenges of this world and that the challenges that the world lays upon us and the action of our meditation and how important it really is to stay in connection with that divine flow of loving that we are and the challenge of that. It is a challenge, but it's a very healthy, wonderful challenge because it helps you to begin to really decide what is important for you. Why are you wanting to meditate? And what is the direction that your meditation is taking you? And it really helped me in this process of having seen that divine loving essence of the soul in so many people, all joyful, all loving, all present in the moment, and then seeing the distractions of the many and how they were distracted from their truth, it helped me to decide that I was going to stay more present with the divine loving that I am. 